Welcome to the Creation Grounds Podcast, where we break down the success, habits, and the life of people in creative fields, discover how they've gotten to where they are, what they aspire to be, and how you can live your dreams too. Let's get to the show. I'm very excited to welcome our next guest, Horace Glasper. He's from Chicago. He's come on to talk about some very important things, I think, and um, we're just going to dive right in, Horace. Yes, sir. Tell us about growing up in Chicago. Well, growing up in Chicago, um, you know, I'm from the uh, south suburbs um, outside the city of Chicago, so I spent a lot of time growing up in the burbs as well as, um, you know, growing up in the city, too. Uh, but growing up in Chicago, man, you know, um, during the time that I grew up around the 90s, you know, it was a very different time, man. You know, it had its rough areas, its rough parts, but for the most part, you know, Chicago is um, very diverse as far as, um, you know, the cultures. But, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was very different, man, you know, different than, than what it is now. But it was fun. You know, I learned a lot. You know, I grew a lot. And uh, a lot of uh, things that I still remember from me growing up, you know, I still hold on to this day. Uh, as far as like, um, you know, good positive, um, positive things from the city. Definitely, you know, um, I would definitely say it helped me become a better businessman and a better, um, better hustler, as you can say it. Uh, you know, just coming up in Chicago, you know, it basically, uh, it's really like survival of the fittest. You know, it's like, if you're not, um, <laughs> if, if, if you don't have, uh, if, if anything is weak about you, you know, it will be found out very quickly. And, uh, you know, it's very, um, it's hard, man. It's, it's, it's hard. But uh, if you can make it out of Chicago, you can definitely make it anywhere. So you, you clearly made it out. So that mm-hmm. says something about your character and your strength. When were you introduced to acting and writing? Well, acting and writing came a, a little bit further um, in my career when I initially first started. I started doing stand-up, and that was um, around the time I was like 15, 16 years old. And uh, I had one of my best friends that's, um, you know, I say he's like my brother. And, uh, you know, I talked to him one day, and I was like, man, you know, I really want to do comedy. And he was like, do comedy? He was like, man, you're not no comedian? And I was like, yeah, I I think I'm funny. And so, you know, from there, um, I did like my first show actually in his basement. And then from there, I, um, you know, started to uh, do a lot of research on different comedians like Richard Pryor, Pryor Kovitches, and other life sentences. That was like my Bible at the time, you know, because I walked around everywhere with that book and pretty much read it from front to back. And, uh, you know, from there, I kind of identified exactly what, what I was as far as um, an entertainer and, uh, you know, somebody that actually, um, you know, is very talented. So I started doing stand-up um, at a pizzeria, actually, that was like a couple uh, blocks away from my house. And then uh, from there, I was actually able to get introduced to the other comedians that were coming up in the city. Um, some was on television. Some, um, you know, were just um, local acts. And uh, basically, I worked my way around and made my rounds. And then uh, when I had moved out to L.A., um, that's when I kind of really started to um, touch acting because that's when I actually get in, uh, got involved with my first movie, which was Cutting the Mustard uh, with Brandon T. Jackson and uh, Sinbad and uh, Keisha Naipaul. So that um, uh, was pretty much jump-started everything. And then the writing came later on when I uh, moved to New York. And when did you move to New York? How long ago was that? Well, I was at least maybe like six years ago. I would definitely say like six, six, seven years ago, um, I moved to New York. 
Um, I was actually uh, living in Oklahoma at the time. Uh, don't ask me why, but I was down there. And, uh, you know, I was down there for a short duration of time. And then I basically just made up my mind that, you know, if I was really going to go um, after my dream and uh, really go after this, I said I needed to um, go to the best place um, in the world as far as, um, you know, to grow as a actor, as a writer, and um, just as an entertainer in general. So when I made that move, uh, you know, I booked myself a one-way ticket on Southwest, and I, you know, I haven't been back anywhere else since. So pretty much I started, you know, just dug my heels in here and just got it kind of to the grind. You've been riding ever since, man. Yes, so that, that takes a lot of, um, it sounds like you, you've had a very interesting journey, and there's something obviously sustaining you through that. Would you say that purpose, um, what was the moment that you found your purpose or you know for sure that this is what you want to do? What sustained you through um, that? I would definitely say my purpose came to me um, earlier in my life because I always knew I was different. I always knew, um, you know, it was something about me that was special. I always knew that God had um, a calling for me. I just didn't know what it was. Um, you know, I wasn't cut out for the streets. You know, I wasn't cut out, you know, to be just a regular, um, you know, nine to five worker or, you know, not to knock anybody that does that, you know, because as actors, you know, you have to have, you know, something to sustain yourself, you know, between gigs. And, um, you know, I just wasn't the type that was kind of like, OK, well, I'm going to go to, to college and do this and bachelor's and master's. Um, I just kind of knew early that uh, I, I was called for something. And uh, that purpose just kind of really came knocking when it was like, you know, no matter what, you can make people laugh. No matter what, you can put a smile on somebody's face, no matter what room you're in. And, uh, you know, when I was in the room with some of, like, you know, most toughest, most gangstest people and just being able to make them bust up, crack up laughing. And uh, it kind of let me know, like, hey, man, you know, my purpose is for me to be an entertainer. And that's what I knew. That's dope. And if you if you had to sum your purpose up in one sentence, do you have any idea of what that would be? Is it to 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 make people laugh or to bring joy to the world, or how would you define your purpose in one sentence? I would say my purpose in one sentence is um uh I, I would just say one sentence shine my light shine your light shine my light. That's dope, man. And how the entertainment industry, it's no mystery that it, it can be tough sometimes, mm -hmm. for sure. So how do you think having a purpose serves you and sustains you entertainment industry versus not having a purpose, let's say? Um, I would definitely say when you know what you're called to do and you know, you know, like some people say, oh, well, I'm going to be an actor. And uh, they kind of really don't understand mentally what it takes to actually endure it, you know, like the nights where you're not even going to be able to eat or the nights that you, you know, may not know where you're going to sleep or the nights that you may wake up the next day and you may not have money to, um, you know, get to the next gig. Just mentally, just with the not knowing, it can really drag a person down. And um, I've seen a lot of people say come to New York or a lot of people come to L.A., with just high hopes and high dreams, but they don't understand truly what their purpose is as far as why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you out here? You know, and they basically go um, back to where they came from, you know, just heartbroken. 
So when you know what your purpose is, it allows you to keep yourself fed the nights that you're going to go hungry. It allows you to be able to keep yourself sane when, you know, you feel like your whole world is falling apart. It allows you to be able to keep yourself happy when you don't have a dime or a dollar in your pocket. So when you know that purpose is for you to actually be able to, you know, touch people, then, um, you know, it, it's going to sustain you throughout um, all those obstacles and trials that you're going to go through. And for the audience, if somebody, because purpose can be tricky sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, especially for somebody that doesn't know their purpose. Sometimes people are a little murky on it. Mm -hmm. So how would you say somebody could find their purpose? How could somebody find that why, that, that extra ignition that can really sustain them and propel them through their goals, their dreams, and aspirations? Um, I would definitely say uh, definitely pray on it first. You know, you can't, uh, no one man is an island, so definitely pray on it. Um, you know, uh, definitely look around, look around your surroundings, you know, look, you be the people that you, you know, say they may see you every single day and they may notice it's something that you do every single day that, um, you know, every single time they see you, they're like, man, you always making sure that you dress nice. You know, you always make sure that you tidy up or, you know, you always, you know, make a person laugh or you always make sure that you drive you know, good. So that may turn into, okay, well, you want to know what you're going to be a fashion designer or, you know, uh, you know, you might, uh, be a, a, a chauffeur or a driver or, you know, anything. So, um, definitely look to the man upstairs and look to the people that you surround yourself around, but most importantly, look at yourself. Um, I feel like when you know your purpose, it's the main thing that a lot of people tend to either run away from or shy away from. Um, I feel like a lot of us know what we're supposed to do, but we let that fear hold us back. The fear of doubt, the fear of, you know, I may not make it or the fear of failure. So when you pretty much are running away from that one thing that you know that you're supposed to do, that is what God calls for you to do. Because some, some of us miss our callings when it's literally like right in front of us. So that's a that's a great point. You touched on something. Um, you touched on that fear thing, that fear of a uh, failure, that fear of um success. Some people have fear of success. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a very interesting thing, and I kind of want to kind of expand on that in mm -hmm. terms of because something that I I kind of like. I think the worst thing for me is regret. Yeah, regret is the worst emotion I think mm -hmm. that anybody could feel. And some like how to get to blast through that that fear to blast through um you know fear of failure mm -hmm. fear of success or ridicule humiliation any any kind of thing yeah how do you how do you like kind of get through that and realize that your purpose and what's standing in front of you is more important than the fear well um i mean we're always going to be scared you know that's For that's sure. that's never going to go away i mean it's always going to be something in this world that somebody's going to fear um but it's the key thing is not letting the fear consume you and not letting the fear um you know just engulf you uh great uh boxing trainer by the name of Customato um once said that uh you want to turn your fear and turn it into fire um you know fire can um you know keep you warm fire can cook your food you know fire can um you know do a lot of things but fire can also you know burn you up fire can kill you so the thing is that um I would say is that if you're scared of it, you know, kind of really uh, 
really understand like, okay, yes, you are scared, you know, but if you never do it, you know, and you're always going to let that fear be in your heart, you know, then that's something that you're going to walk around with to the day that you die. And I feel like that when you just give it at least an honest effort and that honest effort could be the smallest thing, like, you know, say like, if you're looking at something, you know, just doing the research on it, just looking it up, you know, or say like, if you want to go on stage, just go to a comedy club, you know, sit in the audience, you know, you don't have to go up there and do exactly what it is that, um, that you're supposed to do right then and right there, but taking the small steps, taking the baby steps. If you're reading a book, you know, if you're going uh, to the dealership and say, you would say, I want this car, but you know, you don't have the money for it. And you're afraid that, you know, the car salesman may laugh you out the building, sit in the car, you know what I'm saying? You know, sit in the car, touch the car, you know, look at it, say, okay, well, you want to know what one day this is going to be mine. Set that goal for yourself. And maybe five years and maybe 10 years and maybe 15 years, but at least you're taking that step towards actually conquering that fear and conquering that goal. And you'll be surprised that those small steps, even those small steps count too. So, for sure. So, so touching on um, what you just said, if somebody wants to do comedy, go to the comedy club. Yeah. Um, with purpose, do you personally have any any resources, books, websites that the audience could benefit from in terms of somebody that's looking for the purpose uh, or hasn't found it yet? I would definitely say um, Les Brown. I went to uh, a speaking uh, seminar of his, and uh, he really touched on a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about right now. But definitely Les Brown, um, Live Your Dream is a great book. Um, also, uh, his speech that he did in the um, Superdome in Atlanta was a great, uh, a great tool. You can look that up on YouTube. Um, the Tyrese book, uh, Getting, Getting Out of Your Own Way, is a great book to um, you know, help you find your purpose. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a ton of stuff um, that's actually out there as far as different resources. Uh, but definitely, I would say definitely starting there. Um, also, uh, by James Allen, uh, he wrote a great book called um, As a Man Thinketh. is a great book if you're looking to find your purpose and um, kind of really tap into your mental. Um, that, that is a great resource. That helped me out a lot over the years um, by James Allen. And um, just definitely anybody that inspires you, I would say that you look up to, you know, sit down, listen to that person, research that person, you know, uh, listen to how they speak, you know, listen to what they say, read their stories, read uh, autobiographies are, are incredible if you're talking about doing anything, um, because it's always somebody that, um, that did it. And you should always look at that person, whoever that person is, the top person in that industry, uh, read their autobiography or, you know, read their biography and just sit down with it and just understand, you know, like, okay, the sacrifices that's going to come along with, um, you know, like whatever your dream is and tapping into that purpose that, um, that you're called to do, because whatever it is that you're called to do, you know, God knows it. he's the alpha and omega. He's the beginning and the end. Um, it's just like finding diamonds, you know, diamonds are not going to be put in plain sight. You have to dig for them. Gold is not going to be put in plain sight. You've got to dig for it. So it's the same thing with your purpose. Whatever your purpose is, you have to dig for it. You can't just expect that it's just going to just be, uh, you know, just in such plain sight that you're just going to just be able just to, you know, grab it 
and then like you're automatically going to fall into it. It may take you some time, but once you find it and you find out whatever it is, it's the most rewarding thing that you're ever going to have in your whole entire life. So definitely. That's real, man. So um, we both come from kind of inner cities, Chicago being um, a major one. Mm-hmm. And for anybody listening, lately in Chicago, we all know there's been a lot of violence, a lot of young lives being taken. Mm-hmm. You said, you mentioned earlier that it's not the same mm-hmm. as when you're coming up. Mm-hmm. If you could give a practical, actual way of a young child right now listening yep. who might be astray or, um, or, or just on the wrong path, how would mm-hmm. you encourage that person to choose a better path for themselves and what would it be particularly if they don't like reading let's 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 say a child doesn't really like reading but they they really need to find um some kind of way just to live another day or need that encouragement to get through the situation living in the crack you know i would i would sit down with the brother and i would just ask him you know uh, what is it that you want out of life you know I'll just ask them just real straightforward questions. I feel like when we try to throw so much knowledge on a person, um, a person that's not in a positive environment is not going to be so quickly to embrace it as somebody that um, is not in a positive environment. People that are in the struggle and they're seeing people getting shot, killed every day, they're seeing people getting locked up every day, they're basically looking like, you know, what the hell is this book going to do for me? You know, when I go home and I open up my refrigerator and I got nothing to eat. You know, what is this book going to do for me, you know, when I don't, you know, have any way, you know, to feed my family? You know, what is this book going to do for me, you know, when I don't, you know, have, um, you know, any clean clothes to put on, you know, say anywhere to sleep. So um, I would definitely just sit down and ask the young brother or the young sister, you know, what is what it is that you really want out of life? You know, where do you really see yourself? Um, you know, if you see yourself in a better place than where you're at right now, you know, then, OK, you know, let's start there. You know, whatever it is that you want, don't ever think that it's either too big or too far um, that you can't get it. But at the same exact time, you got to be honest. You got to be real with yourself. If you're out here in the streets, you know, how do you expect to get yourself into a um, better situation if you're locked up somewhere or, you know, if you're dead somewhere? You know, so I would definitely just be real straightforward with them and just basically just get to the heart of whatever it is that, um, you know, could be taken away from, you know, whatever that situation is and just say, hey, look, you know, I, I don't have all the all the answers, but, you know, I can answer, you know, some some of your questions, you know, and I, I would just really just kind of just be honest with them because I feel like that's that's what's missing is the honesty with um, with with us as elders and the youth. Everybody is just trying to be, well, I know this, I know that. You know, you don't know everything. We all don't know everything. You know, we don't know what the weather's going to be tomorrow. So how can we sit up here and tell this young brother, young sister, you know, what their life uh, is going to turn out, you know, if they don't do this or they don't do that or I got the best remedy or solution or answer for you. You don't know, you know. So at the end of the day, all you can do is basically just be an ear or a shoulder for them to kind of vent whatever their frustration is because it's a lot of pent-up anger that a lot of mm-hmm. these kids are walking around with and they don't have anybody to talk to. They don't have any outlets. They don't have any um, places to go, any rec- recreational centers, any um, basketball teams or football teams to play on. You know, they don't have any areas that they can really kind of, you know, like vent 
you know, vent, vent their energy out so they don't have anywhere to go but the streets. You know, the, the schools yeah. are being closed down. So it's a lot that's going on that these kids are dealing with. So we have to be the ones that are smart enough to say, okay, well, you want to know what? Despite what's going on, you know, you don't have to live like this. You know what I'm saying? This may be your situation, but this isn't, you know what I'm saying, your destination. So I would just be honest and be straightforward and just say, okay, well, you want to know what? If I can do it, you can do it. But at the same exact time, you know, what worked for me may not work for you. So let's decide exactly what it is that you want, and let's make that map so we can go on here and get you out of here. That's real, man. And, um, you know, some, something else, I think them seeing you coming from the same environment could inspire them too. Yeah. You know, um, that ties into purpose a little bit. So we know that you just had a child yourself. Yeah, thank you, brother. You sure. now. Thank you. I'm Papa. So if you could leave your kid with three ideas that would never, ever leave them, mm. no matter what, that would help them live a purpose-filled life, what, what would those three ideas be? Never give, up, never give up on your dreams. Keep God first. And love yourself. It's dope, man. What are you currently writing in or acting in? Well, currently right now, I just, um, I'm working with a show um, with Shades of Truth Theater uh, called True Bone. We recently just wrapped up our run of uh, shows that we did um, in Harlem as well as um, in Queens and, you know, all throughout the city. So um, I'm wrapping that up and um, I'm going to be doing a show with uh, the Negro Ensemble, a showcase show uh, in the next week. And, um, you know, I'm also going to be writing my uh, movie that's actually going to take place in Chicago. Uh, so I'm really close to finishing that and I'm extremely excited about getting that shot. So, um, you know, between that and, uh, you know, just constantly writing, I just dropped a couple of um, projects uh, with a Black History mini doc. Um, mm-hmm. I dropped a, a Ron Van Cleef uh, short documentary film, as well as um, I recently did one on the Panthers honoring their uh, 50th year um, anniversary of the um, Panther Party being started. So, uh, you know, doing that and uh, in between that and, you know, just writing and just getting on these stages, man, you know, just staying hungry. That's all. So you have a, a web series, too, right? Or something. I have a web um, series. What's the name of that? If anybody wants to check that out. Um, 40 and Leroy Crazy in New York. And uh, we have the whole three seasons that are actually up on the web right now. So if you want to check it out, you can check it out on www.40andleroy.com. Uh, dot com and um it's a lot of great content uh great reviews have been um you know written and said about the show um you know we're actually looking at um you know revamping the series and uh you know going into like another season but currently right now you know with everybody doing separate projects and stuff like that you know we're just trying to just get it all back together but uh yeah man that was a classic series man that i actually shot when i first came uh to new york and, uh, you know, one episode turned into two, two turned into three, three turned into, you know, three years of us shooting it. So it was a great, great series. And I recommend anybody that's looking to laugh, you know, the web, um, the web episodes are not that long. They're maybe like five minutes at the most. So, uh, you know, it's great, short web webisodes and it's a great series, very funny, very edgy and, uh, you know, very catching. So definitely. Okay, Horace, anything else you'd like to share? Um, 
Definitely, man. I'll just say thank you for having me. Uh, you know, everybody that's actually looking to, um, you know, follow their dreams or follow their goals. I feel like now is the time. Um, you know, don't let anything hold you back and uh, don't let anybody hold you down and just stay focused, man. That's all. Word, man. How can we contact you? You got Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Facebook, you can check me out on uh, my first and my last name, Boris Glasper. Uh, that's going to connect you to my main page. And um, you can check me out on Instagram at Young Horace, Y-O-U-N-G-H-O-R-A-C-E. And um, you can check me out um, on 40andleroy.com. And uh, check me out on uh, blackhistorymini.com. Uh, you can, you know, check out some of my work there, too, as well. Um, yeah, so we coming, man. So just be, be, be on the lookout. Dope, man. It's been a pleasure, bro. Um, we'll talk soon. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me on. Hi, man. Much respect. That's it for this episode of The Creation Ground. I'm your host, Aaron Lloyd. Be sure to check out our Instagram for future and previous guest info, and check out our YouTube channel in the show notes below. Email us with any suggestions at thecreationgrounds at gmail.com. And if you got something out of this, I'd really appreciate if you spread the word and the love. Until next time, this is Aaron Lloyd telling you that the sky is the limit. Stay creative.